And we're here with another episode of The Sit Down. I'm here with the one and only Bada Bag 365, an entrepreneur and still with his career job. Welcome, Bada Bag. What's going on? Man, what's going on, last girl? I'm really happy to have you here. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. I know you've been really, really busy in real life um, and you've been absent a little bit from Horizon Worlds. But I have to say that your investment academy within Horizon World has really been a phenomenal motivational factor for me here uh, in understanding crypto and NFT, which is what we're going to be talking about here with Bada Bag, who is very well versed with NFTs and with cryptos. Right. So tell us yes, a little bit about yourself. I, I gave you a little I gave them a little glimpse into it, um, but let us know a little bit more. Yeah, so I'm about a bag um, in the metaverse. I have a, I have a crypto business in which I run a crypto community on the side, as well as an NFT business that coincides with the metaverse. Um, ultimately, what we do is we provide turnkey solutions for big brands. So we help them mitigate risk, you know, lower their overhead by coming into the metaverse, setting up the platform, and getting the custom. Um, so how last girl on earth and I kind of ran into each other, which is very dope, was um, at one of my worlds called the Investment Academy, um, in which we talk about various forms of investments, such as NFTs, crypto, uh, real estate, Forex, um, stocks, you name it. Um, we go deep. We It's a community where you can network. We pretty much look at it as a hub where people can come and network and talk about various investments and like-minded individuals can get together and uplift one another and put each other on different investment tools. Really awesome. Well, that was, that was a lot of gems that he's, he's representing within the horizon worlds and metaverse. He brings people onto this platform and get them situated in the metaverse. He brings brands along businesses along really phenomenal. I want to ask, how did you even get started with crypto and NFT? Um, a buddy, a good buddy of mine, uh, by the name of Ryan King, when this was back way in like 2018, I wouldn't even say way, but that was a couple of years ago, but back in 2018, uh, Ryan, my buddy Ryan used to always post like random things on Facebook talking about like different currencies and, uh, how, how new currencies will roll into the financial system and the financial system will cease to exist one, you know, as we know it one day and et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I just took a keen eye, just kind of paid attention to the frequency. And then to one day I just, uh, reached out to him because I knew about Bitcoin back in 2012, but I was very ignorant to the fact of not investing in it. Um, just didn't know better. Wow, but yeah, I knew about forward. Bitcoin in 2013, so you and I, yeah, <laughs> we missed that yeah. train. <laughs> man, big time, big time. Yeah. And the fact I had the fact I had a lot of cash on me to do so at the time. Hey, stop. Sorry about that. That's my dog. Um, the fact I had a lot of cash to do so at the time, I, I just kind of beat myself up a little bit just thinking about it. So long story short, I'm not missing that train ever again. But uh, I reached out to Ryan and then him and I start to talk about like, you know, the financial system a little bit. And we started to explore how it came to be, you know, um, how we see money today, you know, how money really exists as a form of debt. And we taught how to learn how to use that debt. But we're really not taught that in our economies or society. We're taught more so how to spend and just uh, acquire more debt when it's really the opposite. And that just got me going down a rabbit hole, honestly. 
Um, I started looking into crypto. I started looking at how the systems that are in place as far as the, the, the innovation with the technology, it can really like disrupt the financial industry as we know it seriously, but in a positive way. Right. It'll make payments faster. It'll make things a lot cheaper. It'll make money more accessible. Right. Um, and it gives people an opportunity to break, you know, curses of generational wealth and to actually start their own, you know, uh, generational wealth by planting these seeds. So that's kind of how I got started. And really, the rest was history, how I just kind of like start to deep dive even more. Got you. Got you. Now, I hear these two buzzwords all the time, uh, centralization and decentralization. Can you can you give us a, just a small synopsis of what each term actually means? Yeah. So um, centralization is pretty much, say, for example, you and I were two parties trying to exchange money with, with one another. Right. Centralization is pretty much the microphones that's in the middle of us. That's verifying on my on on one end that the money is true and it verifies and it sits in the account in our balance sheets. Then it goes to that next person over there, which is your microphone, and then it spits out to you. So pretty much centralization means a third party that's over that's overwatching the process and helping it run smoothly. Or it could be a system in which the process is going through to help get to the other party. Got you. And decentralization is. Yeah. And decentralization is pretty much the opposite of that. You and I, in that same example, can just hand each other the money right now with no one verifying it but us due to the trust. And we don't have to go through any systems um, or we can go through systems as well, which is kind of like the cryptocurrency. Um, but it's it's just straightforward, like no going through banks, no um, no heavy and hefty fees. You know, we don't have to have an account set up for the blockchain. You can just just go on it whenever you want. If as long as you have a wallet and um, address and you're ready to roll. Right. And and a wallet is what exactly? for crypto? So, a, yeah, a wallet for crypto is pretty much a decentralized wallet. It's pretty much a wallet that's digital. Um, that wallet is is designated to a specific address, depending on which blockchain that you're on. So, for example, I know a popular one is Ethereum. So if you have an Ethereum address, then nine times out of 10, you'll have an Ethereum based wallet which is pretty much um, that wallet is going to be connected to a, a, a web address that's on the Ethereum's blockchain. Gotcha. So you can send money. It's kind of like your your digital bank account. Understood. Now, what's this last term? Stable coin. What, now, what's a stable coin in the crypto space? Yeah. yeah, so a stable coin is just pretty much a coin that's backed by real world value. Um, the money, how we spend it today. So, for example, the United States dollar is probably a dollar at the moment in value. So the stable coin represents the actual the actual value of real money, like the USD. It can be the, you know, the Japanese yuan. It could be uh, peso. It can be various things. But the stable coins that we know of in our country are pegged to usually the United States dollar. Ah, got you. Understood. But crypto, would you say that crypto probably sounds a little complicated for a lot of people? And that's why not everyone has jumped on it because it's been around yeah. for a couple of years already. You know, and there's a lot of people that are, are seeing great success. But then there's a lot of people that are saying, you know, oh, this could be a scam. That's a scam and X, Y, Z. What are your thoughts on that? I 100 percent agree with you on that. Um, crypto can be very complex especially for one that wants to invest in it, you have to, I feel like you have to somewhat know the complexity of it because 
Otherwise, it's just, just it's just like going into a stock without knowing the concept of the company and how the company moves behind the scenes. Um, you just kind of surface level investing. So it it can get very complex, um, but you can explain it on a more simplistic level. But if you explain it on a simplistic level, it's always a cliffhanger. Like, I feel like it's always a cliffhanger. So if I give you, if I say um, cryptocurrency is just digital money that I can send to you um, that represents real value. You'd be like, okay, how how is that? What is the real value behind that? You know, then we'll start talking more and more and getting into the um, the weeds of the complexity. If that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. Now, I want to go into your actual name, Bada Bag. How is crypto giving you the ability to make a bag? Honestly, how has it done? What type of research are you doing on crypto to know that, yeah, I'm about to make a bag off this? Yeah, so the research, the research is where I find the most fun at, right? Sometimes to some people it may be boring, but to me, I kind of look at it because I'm sort of a nerd you down at heart, but um, but I'm cool in real life. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but low story short, I love the research um because I get to read white papers, I get to go into the 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 the, the in-depthness of the protocols. The type of um the type of network the blockchain is trying to run, what the blockchain is ultimately trying to achieve, what use cases can come out of this, right? Especially with all the chaos that's going on in today's economy. Um right. and really it gives you a chance to kind of look into the future, right? And you get to kind of theor- um start to form your own own theories as far as what can possibly be. And the way that crypto is growing at such a fast pace, I mean. It's inevitable. The possibilities are endless. Right. And you want to make sure that your money is in the the right crypto space, correct? Correct. Yeah. There's tons and tons of cryptos out there. So you want to do your research. I think deep diving is really important. Like Bada Bag said, you you kind of have to be a nerd. It's okay to be a nerd. We like nerds. (laughs) It's okay to be a nerd. It's okay. Yes. Or or you make friends like, like Bada Bag did. In the beginning, he met a friend that knew a lot about it and asked them questions, you know, just ask questions. And that's how you can get your feet wet. Ultimately, though, there would not be any NFTs if it wasn't for crypto first. Correct. Correct. So what are NFTs and how does it why do we need crypto for NFTs? All right. So this is the one I struggle the most is the most with as far as trying to explain it on a simplistic level. So bear with me. But um, yes, you are correct. Without crypto, there would not be NFTs because crypto's entire existence is based upon technology that's called blockchain technology. You got other types of, you know, protocols and technology services that can help form a coin or whatever the case may be. But blockchain technology is the most secure and it's the most trusted at the time. Um. NFTs move on these various these various um, blockchains. Like for example, you got Ethereum blockchain. You probably you got a Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, let's say you got um, trying to think of another one that you can put the NFTs on. Uh, Cardano blockchain. You got an XRPL blockchain, Solana. right? Solana as well, right? But Solana is kind of built on Ethereum, so the more general ones. So because um, a lot of these uh, coins are you. built off the the big the big coins in um in the industry like your bitcoins and your ethereums etc but nfts move on these various blockchains 
within that wallet we talked about earlier. So like if I had a digital art of Picasso, I brought it, it's now registered to my Ethereum wallet, right? And I brought it from Ethereum's blockchain and I brought it from like mm-hmm. OpenSea. You can say, hey, and hey, Balabag, I wanna I wanna buy that um digital Picasso from you for X amount of dollars, you know, Ethereum and Ethereum coins. I say, yeah, that's correct. We can go ahead and exchange. I can then send you that digital Picasso right to your wallet address once we exchange the value. Got you. Got you. Now, uh, it's you maybe a little bit just more information on what is OpenSea because you just mentioned it. I know what it is, but just for viewers that have no idea what this space is, you know, I want to give them a little bit more information. What is OpenSea? Yeah, so OpenSea is pretty much a marketplace where um, Ethereum and it's, it's, that's built on Ethereum and Solana where you can buy NFTs. Um, people sell everything from art to NFTs that have representation in real world. You know, people sell mastermind NFTs. People sell, you know, uh, net networking NFTs, you know, that gives you access to various exclusive groups. You know, sometimes celebrities are involved, et cetera. But um, it's just pretty much a marketplace that sells nothing but NFTs. You said uh, people sell... Uh networking nfts now w- would that be considered a utility of the nft or is literally networking nft yeah so you said it right you, you hit it right on the head that's the utility of the nft which is a lot of people look another term for it is use case that a lot of people catch on to um the use case for that nft and why people should buy is because they they, they know who's behind it they understand the network that they can offer um, and they understand like the, the type of access they can get to resources and things of that nature. So people mm. that purchases that NFT, it serves kind of like a members only card. You know, as long as you have this NFT in your wallet and it represents and it verifies on the blockchain that it's yours and it's true, then you have access to all of this. Wow. How do you manage like verifying that certain individuals have already purchased that NFT? Because it seems, it seems like there's a lot of transactions going on, like within open seas and uh, what is a rareable and places of those sort. How do you manage all of that and know like, yeah, they're legit and they can be part of this uh, members only club? Well, that's the beauty of the technology blockchain block. You don't you don't need to manage it because the system does it for you. So if you had this Picasso and you, I said, as long as you have a digital Picasso, you can get into this mansion party. Right. The way I would just verify that is I would go to your address, put it on ETH scan, which is pretty much a website that can verify any transaction that has an ETH address. And then if it verifies that you purchased it from my my store wallet or whatever the case may be, however, I have that set up, then you're true. You can come into the mansion party. If it's not verified to that same address and it shows that you got this from elsewhere or it doesn't show the, my, the original source as my, my store wallet, and it's, it's a fake or, right. you know, it's a scam. So the blockchain basically holds the legitimacy of the transaction. Correct. All through time. That's dope. That sounds altered. lit. I yeah. actually like the idea of the whole utility thing. That's, that, I feel like it's a, a great way to make me motivated to even purchase an NFT, you know? If, if it's a Correct. club that I would enjoy, like, Let's say if it had to do with business and developing business and stuff like that, I'd be interested in joining that NFT. Now, the, from the other from the other side, how is one able to put their art onto the NFT market? 
Do they have to have a wallet first? Do they have to have a specific crypto first? Like, how does that process work? Yeah. So, excuse me, I'm I'm a little tired. <laughs> but uh, yes, they have to have all of those things, right? Essentially, what you want to do is you'll find the crypto that you're most interested in after you've done your research and your due diligence to it. So one would then use that crypto either as an investment tool or they will use that crypto to kind of like get the transaction flow of things, right? Meaning they can get a wallet, they can put their art on there, they can mint it, et cetera. So once you have a crypto wallet, let's say, for example, I, I was a person that got my first crypto wallet. I like Ethereum. So, hey, I want to I mint my art on Ethereum, in which mints mean, mint is just pretty much a term, meaning you're taking it from real value to digital value. All right. Mm. So um, and you're and you're putting it officially on the blockchain like you're stamping it there. That's what the mint is for. Um, gotcha. So I'll take this if this if wallet. I'll then upload a piece of my art digitally. Right. Um, and I'll put it in my ETH wallet. I'll go to a, a marketplace site like OpenSea or a rareable. Right. Um, and then I'll just mint it, which is like I like. OpenSea will, open will do the mint process for you. So you're not doing the behind scenes work. It's just like mm. going to a currency exchange, giving them $50 and telling them to give me a money order back. Right. So um, I didn't Open know that OpenSea does the minting automatically. I had no idea that it does that. I thought you had to mint it somewhere else mm-hmm. and then bring it into OpenSea. No. So as long as you have your wallet and your wallet address is connected to OpenSea, they'll mint it for you. They'll charge you a fee, of course, depending on how many that you're trying to mint um, at the time. Yeah. But there's 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 various ways and things that you can go. You know, that's another conversation for another day. But uh, <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> but there um, you can they'll mint it for you, put it on the blockchain and then you can list it on their site to sell. Like you literally just set your um, you set your uh, price. Uh, they'll spit out a price, how much um, they'll charge you for that mint. Then you list your price and how much you want to sell it at. And then you put it on a blockchain and you start marketing it. And you kind of set it up like a social media page. You set it up like a seller's page right there. Got you. Let's say, for example, I wanted to like take this right here, the LGVR, and I put it mm-hmm. up on the NFT. And the utility is that you get access to uh, content like this, but something that's not open on YouTube or anything like that. You get private content. Uh, would I be able to do that? 100%. Uh, wow. Wow. 100%. You and how would this. I market that? Do I have to like build an audience myself? In 100%. Order for... Yep. Oh, as okay. with every product, as you know, you have to build an audience. Um, You have to have a strong community to some extent. Um, But, you know, introducing that, that the, 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 the way we we are ahead of the crowd right now is because we're actually working in the metaverse and introducing people to the concept of the metaverse in a more unique way and giving them true metaverse content. The more that they watch it, the more they'll start to understand and see the potential of it. Exactly from what you're doing right now, they'll say, oh, wow, I have a podcast in the real world. I can do that, too. Maybe I should join her metaverse session to learn the dynamics and how you work these things. And then, you know, I can build my own. It's kind of like, it's you know, each one teach one. We're lifting as we climb. Yes. Right. I'm really big on that on that term. Yeah. Each one. Same. Teach one. Same. So, um. It's it's the same concept. When people start to see this more, then they'll start to want to be more 
diversed into it or they'll mm-hmm. want to be in this case immersed right so it's it's right. like you're probably seeing like different if you look at marketing today right i see a lot of big brand companies that are using digital characters just so people can get comfortable with the fact right you got a lot of avatars being floated around on tv right then you have disney mm-hmm. coming out with their avatar um sorry with their avatar characters and everything and they're they're they got their own streaming app and it's just going wild right and and a lot of big businesses are starting to sell NFTs these days um, mm. or have NFT like exclusives, whatever the case may be. That's where the future is going because they're showing you like eventually society is going to kind of coexist with the metaverse as well. You'll be able to go to work, right. you know, as long as you have, uh, let's say I was an accountant and I worked for JP Morgan. As long as you have the JP Morgan NFT, that's just your sign in badge for work, you know. Ooh, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, so it can get it can get super deep in regards to um, NFT use cases. But right now, a lot of people are just kind of like wish-washy with them right now because they're just focusing on the first wave. Whereas my uh, my company, Everything NFT, we focus on the future use case of NFTs. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, people are more focused on the art concept of it right now. Like, oh, people are just selling digital art when it's really not that. That's just the first wave of it. Think about AOL when we used to have the little man running across and you had the the little the phone line in the background. The ding, 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 yeah, yeah that, a lot that. of people have no idea what we're talking about, but uh, it's real. Yeah, I <laughs> just showed a little bit of my then. age. So, yeah. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. So yeah. that that's like that's like what NFTs are right now. <laughs> right now. Yeah. So the first yeah. thing what I like to say is I like to say that <clears throat> the metaverse is. Like, if you look at it like YouTube, right before YouTube was YouTube, you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. So, like, right now, it's kind of like the first person to upload a video on YouTube mm-hmm. and then staying consistent with it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how at least I, I explained it to some of my uh, younger family members. I'm like, you know, the metaverse is kind of like YouTube before it was YouTube. So, start building content around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that's social media before it was social media, right? Social like- media before, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say nothing else to reveal my age. So I'll leave that. I'll leave that example alone. <laughs> what was you about to say? <laughs> you about to say MySpace? No, nah, no, this like tag. You know, like, you remember tag oh, back I don't in the know. day? <laughs> that oh, I don't man. Know. It's like tagged way back in the day. I'm like, man, I'm not that old, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty young, but you know. Yeah. What was tag? Just, Real quick. Just what was tag? I don't I don't know. Tag it was like one of these it was like it was kind of like um uh what was it? Uh what's the what's the one with Bob? What was that? MySpace. Bob was your friend. That was MySpace? Was yeah, MySpace. Tom. Tom. Tom, yeah, Tom. Mm-hmm. So it was like it was like MySpace, but instead of having friend requests, people would tag you. Like tag this person tag last girl tagged about a bag. Or about a bag oh. tag last girl. You know, and you got to tag uh-huh. me back to be friends and you tag to talk. It, it was just one of those. I never got into that one, but it was just, yeah, it was it was one of those first social media experiences. Gotcha. Around gotcha. when smartphones start to really get smart. Yeah, true. So th- so what we're in right now, is it Web3? I would say this is this is kind of like AOL, you know, like this is the web before the real Web3. Web3 will be full uh-huh. immersion. And when I say that, I don't mean just in VR. So, but like, 3, this is Web 2.5 or something? 
Well, more like, well, two point, yeah, two point three and a half, you know, like <laughs> because gotcha. the metaverse people, people with this metaverse term, they just use it so loosely. Like metaverse is just not VR. Metaverse is going to be a consortium of true reality mixed with augmented reality mixed with virtual reality. And what I mean yeah. by all well, virtual reality, as you guys can see, right? This is where we're at um, currently. Augmented reality is think about ads, right? Think about walking down the street and you see a digital Pepsi can floating in the middle of the pathway that you're walking, but it's just really digital. You can walk right past it. It's a hologram, you know, like, like that's augmented reality by bringing like digital, digital um, items or, you know, pictures or whatever the case may be into the real realm. And people will be Mm. able to see that normally, like whether that be holograms, whether that be you got some um some some unique glasses on that can identify or it contacts or like Gary contacts. Vee has always said Gary yep. V has always predicted that the the new way of uh of augmented reality is going to be through contacts yep i believe that as well yeah, if yeah. you ever seen black mirror absolutely and you remember when they were, <laughs> were recording their whole entire day and he called uh-huh. her cheating and everything through the through the contact lenses <laughs> Don't give away too much. Don't give away. Uh, I just <laughs> if said, you haven't you seen know? Black Mirror, please do go check that out. <laughs> Shout out to Black Mirror in regards to that. Yeah, but definitely. Netflix was dope for that way. But yeah, yeah, they give you a glimpse into like the potential future, you know, with technology and its advancement. So yeah, I 100%. do agree with you that maybe contacts would be. I don't know. You might you might be born and then they put something in your in your brain yeah. real quick, you know. And well, that's you the, know, that's the future. You know, they actually they're actually trying to do that right now. They're in they're in human trials. Uh your boy mm. Elon Musk. Yeah, with, with the, the Neuralink. Neuralink. Yeah. Neuralink. Man, I've been following the Neuralink for four years and that thing is crazy. I'm like, yeah. uh oh. That thing yeah. is crazy, man. Like, oh yeah. man. But let, got let's, me on my let's, seat let's a reel bit. it back a little bit. Let's, Let's reel it back a little bit. Let's go back to the NFTs because I'm very sure we can deep dive and I am looking forward to a part two of our conversation. So let's, let's go it. back. Uh, you were talking about your NFTs and your projects. Can you uh, give us a little bit more in-depth information on that? Yeah. So right now, I I personally have not released any recent NFTs um, out with the exception of um, the first quarter of this year. Um, we, ha- we had a thing called the Canada Baby Society which was a community that taught people how to connect with cannabis cultivators so they can learn how to start their own home gardens, how they can self-consume and learn how to uh, dose properly when they're consuming cannabis and treating them more so like a medicine and the holistic side of things. Um, and within with that, I'm sorry, give me one second. I have to plug this headset up. Do you die? Again, we're here with Butterback365. Uh, if you're in Horizon Worlds, check out his face. It's called the Investment Academy. That's that's where I got to know him a little bit more in depth, and he brought some amazing people to speak at the panel. So uh, stay tuned for more of that. I'll ask him when his next dates are going to be because we need that. We need that in this space. <laughs> Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, we're good. Okay, what did I leave off? You were talking about the can of babies and uh, its utilities. Oh, yes. Yes. So it, it taught people how to connect more on that side of um, cannabis. And if they also want to start their own cannabis business with the new laws and regulations that's rolling into it as well. We have people in place for that as well. And also what we did was we took Horizon as a platform and we created kind of like a virtual farm 
where people can kind of have a, a mini game with their mind for resources and learn the process of building cannabis or growing it per se. Um, and we also had a, a kind of like a hub for our cannabis baby holders to come and socialize, learn about cannabis in our classrooms, um, talk about the metaverse as well and what people are trying to do on this side of things. And so um, it was it was a really cool project. Um, that project we have since moved on from and because we've been entertaining a bunch of clients and doing a bunch of projects. So, yeah. Yeah. But what did you learn from from that project? Was that your first? Was that your first that, NFT project? That was my first NFT project. There was our baby. How was the brainstorming around it? Did you have to study and like learn from other NFT uh, creators? How did that go about? 100%. So what I did was I definitely got with a bunch of credible um, NFT creators um, that had, man, dope projects. Um, and I, I just learned. I sat back. I saw how they built the community. I said, I saw how they interacted with their community. I saw what some of the use cases were. And, you know, I thought, you know, we can go a lot further with the use case because a lot of people were still doing, you know, use case with real world meetups and things of that nature. But I was saying it was always flaws in regards to some of the things, some of the use cases that I thought some of the, um, the creators had. Don't get me wrong. They were the project still dope. I own a couple of them as well. Um, and it, it, but my vision was how about tying this truly to the metaverse? You know, it was a lot of talk mm -hmm. of, you know, metaverse community coming soon or this and that. And it was like, well, people can actually do that right now. And what it costs to take to fly to one of these events, I can just buy a headset for, you know, yeah. like, so we're going to save that money. <laughs> yeah, we're going to save that money, right? And invest that money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're going to learn. We're going to take, we're going, we're going to, Teach each other how to fish so we can eat for a lifetime. Um, so yeah, absolutely. That was that was always kind of like my thoughts in the forefront when it came to my project um, and what I wanted to give my holders. So that's when we got together and said, you know, like, can a baby society just make sense, right? Because it's not just representing the stereotypical person just trying to smoke weed to get high. It's really teaching people how you can truly consume weed, your, your different types of cannabis, right? your um your various strands, how you can truly grow your home garden, the types of chemicals that some of these commercial places put in their um in, into their stuff to, you know, to to multiply their crops and things of that nature and really what to look out for when consuming cannabis and how to safely consume cannabis um at the time. But, you know, having a recognition from that project and just our knowledge in the uh, crypto space in general um just allowed us to really start a business which came to be everything NFT. Um, and really just focusing on the future use case of of NFTs and just how to really run a business somewhat in the metaverse. Um, that's that's where you really started to shine um, and put put that skill set to use and that knowledge to use. And teaching people really was the most powerful part of that at all. Like inspiring people, getting people, you know, it's nothing better than seeing that light bulb go off in somebody's head for the first time. Like. Yeah, that's that's just pure joy to me, because now it's like, all right, you got it now, you know, take it's like, you know, being like a, a sensei, you take this and you go on your journey, <laughs> you know, like. Uh, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so, no, it, that's that's the more thrilling part about it. And to really put people on a wave that the world is kind of at the same speed of understanding, I think is even better because now we're all on the level playing field. We're not going into an industry that's super saturated. Right. Even though there's a lot of big money starting to flow in now, but got to yeah. think about it now. I've been here since 2018. 
it was mm. not, it was nowhere near this amount of money that's coming into crypto now. So yeah, yeah, I, I've seen a lot of waves, a lot of yeah. waves. If you could go back with all the knowledge that you know and start Canada Baby all over, what are some things that you would do a little bit different? How far are we talking? Or about was going everything? Back? Oh, I'm not sure when you started um, Canada Baby, but like just in its development and how you would do the reach out process. Oh, um, I think I would have put a stronger use case on Canada Baby, um, and it probably wouldn't have been called Canada Baby um, with all the knowledge that I know now. Probably would have been something a little bit more, um, somewhat of a union, per se, mm. um, of like first metaverse union type of deal, um, and which allow people to kind of work for themselves, um, where we'll foster them and give them different clients, uh, sort of like what Horizon does with their competitions. You know, like we'll give them different clients to work within the metaverse, teach them the concepts of how you can implement society within this and help people really explore the the true passion of entrepreneurship without all the overhead, right? right like, because that's really right. the hardest part of being an entrepreneur is dealing with the overhead and maintaining the expenses of whatever you're trying to do, whether that be a service, whether that be a podcast, whether that, you know, um, you got to take care of the equipment and everything, whether you went out a shared space, whether you went out, you know, a, a lease, that's in keeping up with inventory and your demand and trying, well, I would say trying to grow demand at the time, you know, until you get it. But that's really the hardest thing. This changes the game with that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And now artists that are within Horizon Worlds, what, what advice would you give them in regards to like maybe pushing their, uh, their art that's in here into the NFT. Would you would you be like you have to do that? Like just do it. Or yeah, would you be like, um, oh, you could stay here and sell your art, you know? I would say, I would say one, more importantly, um, don't pay too much attention to the rat race. Uh, mm-hmm. and and create your own lane, right? Because the metaverse is not a not a place where you want to be just, just just like in the tight circle. It's a place of endless possibilities because your imagination can flow and run wild and no one can judge you for that. So I would say just create your lane, find your niche and just play to your strengths. You know, don't join the rat race. Don't, don't just try to get it for money. Really teach yourself the true value of what you have in your hands because it's powerful technology and it's only going to get it more powerful. That was amazing. And with that, Bada Bag 365, I really appreciate you. Can you tell everyone where they can find you on socials? And then also the days that you'll be in with the Investment Academy, because I, I, I need that back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my home away from home. I really enjoy it. I love Let's being get, there. Man, I love the network <laughs> session we had, uh, the private network session we had the other yeah. night, technically. <laughs> but oh, that was my dope. Goodness. That was yeah. dope. Like we had a lot of the, gems the, the IT guy actually, uh, met me the next day i'm I'm gonna bring him up here we're gonna chop see see networking that's what it's about that's what it's about each one teach one and you can get to pick an it guy's brain yeah that's that's gonna coming soon oh yeah coming (laughs) very soon so to last girl last girl been trying to get this date out of me for the investment academy for the past the past the last time we met (laughs) But uh, we're Probably coming to to be honest because I, I I could go back on Instagram in the DM. I was like, "Yo, you doing this? What about this day? What about- we coming? We coming back? We got a lot of stuff in motion right now. The Investment Academy is going to get a makeover as well. 
We got a lot of stuff brewing. Uh, we'll come in soon. You'll be you'll be seeing us very soon. But if you want to follow us in regards to updates, um, our Instagram is NFT me underscore. And you can always come see me at everything NFT office in the metaverse or we can come hang out. You can um, add me as a party or you can just add my name out of bag. Got you. So everything NFT. Everything exclusively NFT office. Everything NFT office exclusively here in Horizon Worlds. So go check That's him out. That's the word out. we said at the out. other day. Yes. Sorry. So go check him out. It's a dope world. You're gonna you're gonna walk a lot of steps, but you gotta get your cardio in. <laughs> Even in the metaverse, you gotta get your cardio in. <laughs> gotta get the cardios in. <laughs> exactly. Butterback, thank you so much for all the information, all the knowledge. And part two, we'll definitely talk a little bit more about the Neuralink because that was. <laughs> yeah, let's make it happen, my G. I appreciate you. You got it, bro. Dope. Till next time, you know what it is. Make sure y'all love each other and go get that bag in the way that you can and stay in your lane and do what you got to do. Blindsided to everything else. Stay focused. Appreciate y'all. Bye.